Kotsimna Cavalcade will be celebrating the 30th anniversary of the film No Holds Barred tonight with a discussion of the Terry Hulk Hogan starring feature. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 100. Ocho. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your ripped co-hoster, Cullen. Tiny Wainers! Today we are here to discuss the 1989 film, No Holds Barred. Cullen, taunt our listeners with the <laughs> Rip is the World Wrestling Federation champion who is faithful to his fans and the network he wrestles for. Burrell, the new head of the network television network, wants Rip to wrestle for his network. Rip refuses and goes back to his normal life. Still looking for a way to raise ratings, Burrell initiates a show called The Battle of the Tough Guys, a violent brawling competition. A mysterious man, Zeus, wins the competition. This gets Burrell to use him as an angle to get at Rip. No Holds Barred is directed by Thomas J. Wright and stars Hulk Hogan, Kurt Fuller, Joan Severance, Mark Pellegrino, action superstar David Pamer, and Tommy Tiny Lister. Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Uh, it feels like it's been a bit. It has been a little bit. Thanks, you guys, who uh, listened for last week's PopCon episode. So we did have an episode. It was just, you know, we, our recording for it was a little different, looser. Thanks to the people who showed up in attendance for that. And thanks to PopCon for having us again for another uh, wonderful weekend. So I uh, hope the show translated well just from its audio as it did in person because... It went pretty well. And you couldn't hear it from uh, the audio uh, that we recorded, but I destroyed several young people in Smash Brothers, and it felt great. Yes. So, uh, we're moving on now. Um, surprise, we're doing No Holds Barred, because we we didn't tease into this. <laughs> it's popping up on a Monday. This was like, well, what do we do? And it was like, it was a matter of like researching stuff, or it was a matter of like, well... I said to Brandon, we're overdue to do, do No Holds Barred, right? And he's like, I'll watch No Holds Barred any day of the week. Let's do it. <laughs> so we're like, finally, it's here. So that's that's when some of these like big ones that we want to do come in. It's like, you know what? It's time. And it's like, what are we a, waiting for? Let's just do this already. This is a nice energetic. We're back from PopCon. A nice energetic start here. No Holds Barred, like, I, I, I think, you know, of our generation Colin, I I believe you still keep up uh, with with the wrestling world, but like in our generation, at some point in your life, 
you were hooked on wrestling probably because of the star of this movie, Hulk Hogan. Like he, I don't think people understand. Like people know who he is now, but he was fucking humongous back then. Like if you were a a a, a boy between let's say the ages of five and ten, wrestling, you loved wrestling for whatever reason. It was just like it just hit at the right moment, whatever. And it wasn't yeah. as oversaturated as it now. Like it was like Saturday night, you had to stay up late and watch it. Right, and there like maybe Monday Night Raw. Like I don't even, I'm not even sure if Raw was on at this point. I know there are many wrestling fans out there that will tell us when Raw was cool. Yeah, like, the but that WWF, was about it. There wasn't much more. Yeah, WWF was like late at night, and then whoever bought some syndication of WCW that'd be on like a random afternoon if you caught it. But the guys you wanted to see were on WWF. I I know WCW got your fans, but you got bought out by the Vince McMahon too. But um. I know Sting was a thing, but like you know, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, the Bushwhacker, like eh, they were all there. Those were the those were the like commercialized guys. Those like everybody knew them. They had a cartoon show uh, back in the day, but like Hulk Hogan, Hogan released an album of yeah. music. I used to tear my shirt, but now you tore my heart. I knew you were a Hulkamaniac right from the very start. Popular wrestlers before Hogan, but there was nobody as big as Hogan, and probably right. nobody as big as him again until The Rock. Right. Yeah. And he was just a phenomenon. Like he was your hero, and he was larger than life. And, he was I like mean, he was like the closest that we could get to a superhero. That's what he was to kids. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it was. And this movie, I remember, it was like, you know, because you're watching wrestling, this was, like, supposed to be a big deal, right? And I remember, you know, we'll talk about it and how it plays now, but, like, <laughs> I, I remember it kind of being, like, looking like a, a serious action movie back then. Like, Right. I watch it now, I'm like, man, this movie's a work of comedic genius. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they made a parody of the movie. Like when they made it, it was amazing. Like yeah, it's the most meta parody ever. It's, it's like, remarkable. It, it, they have better comedic timing than ninety percent of the like movies trying to be all-out <laughs> comedies. It's was it crazy. was it because it was trying to cater to children? Is that why? I was mean, it, like because I remember the trailer looked all like hard and like oh man, no, it's bar. I'm like oh crap. I remember constant steel mills from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And now watching it as an adult, I'm like, what? <laughs> like it and well, this was financed by Hogan and McMahon. 
did and then New Line put it out. So like New Line didn't spend mm-hmm. anything but like distribution on it. Mm-hmm. Like Well, it's funny to watch it now because so at the beginning of this movie there are these title screens, you know, showing all the production companies involved with it. But it can't be called like uh, World Wrestling Federation films or, or whatever because it's World Wrestling Entertainment films. But it's just weird that this thing was made, what you said, like it was released in 89 and now mm-hmm. it has that stamp of this thing that came like in the 2000s. It's just kind of, it's not icky or anything like that. It's just kind of like, whoa, that's super It's like, weird. that's not how I remember that movie. Well, it's yeah. Like when, it's like um the, the Star Wars films like the prequels and mm. the original trilogy on digital they've got that whole you know it just opens with the quiet lucasfilm logo and mm-hmm. then the star wars i think they actually tried a little new fanfare for it too when it came out on digital but like it's like where's the 20th century box logo which is kind of weird to see it without but it is weird and w like now wwe films makes these all the time straight to video like there's i mean on the the Blu-ray for this movie, it had like an ass load of trailers of Triple H movies, and <laughs> I think there are six Marine movies. I wouldn't swear yep. to that number, but I think it's that's like their launching ground off. for. Do you, could you be a star in our directed video movies? You gonna be in the Marine Eight? We'll see how you do. Because <laughs> like that was Cena started in that one, and yeah. then like, and then the couple Ken Kennedy was did it. Briefly, I believe, and uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember if Randy Orton was involved, possibly, if not another movie, but I know that it is under uh, The Miz now, is The Marine. Okay, of course. Uh, The Miz from, this is our second WWE movie, because we did uh, (laughs) this past holiday season with The Miz. I didn't even think about that. Oh my God, that's beautiful. And uh, it's our, our second uh, Terry Hulk Hogan film as yeah we did Santa with muscles yeah this is our second of both those because of Christmas themed movies we've done and then Jesse Ventura's <laughs> in this so Abraxas Fever is back even though he's just in it a little bit I completely forgot about that yeah so yeah that, but the connection as well yeah oh my god but I'm excited to talk about like, this movie like, I, I, I will say that Although this movie does open with Jesse Ventura, he has no indication of locating Zacundus. So no, we're no, safe. <laughs> this is good. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this one. Um, like you said, it opens with Jesse Ventura and Mean Gene. They're calling a match with our star Rip, which is Hulk Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan, uh, the this Rip guy is basically the equivalent of Hulk Hogan wearing the uh, Groucho Marx mask. You know the the Big eyebrow glasses and nose with mustache thing. We're like, we, we know it's you, Hulk. Because <laughs> they have him. He's got, he's called Rip, and he wears like the most polar opposite of Hulk Hogan colors. It, you it's could like, have. He, like you selected him to play in a video game, but you just selected his alternate colors. <laughs> but these alternate and, colors are like, well, we've got another slot. Let's just put something on him. And it's and, white and blue. And all the Rip stuff on t shirts and things is like still the Hulkamania font. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or close to it. Like he walks out to real American. Yes. He does. I mean, yes. Like when that hat. When that but I'm not Hulk Hogan. Yeah. When he walked out immediately, dressed exactly like Hulk Hogan, except you know, like a different color palette. Just like, like looked at him, like, what are you? 
Like, why don't you just call him Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Who are we fooling? Or is he just that bad of an actor? It's like, look, the best he can do is respond to a different name. That's the best he's got. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, yeah, in some of it, like, early on I'm watching, and some of his bad acting, I'm wondering if... He's, you know, a wrestler, so he's got to be more stage theatrics. So he's right. acting like he does in the ring, which you have to project to a giant arena when he doesn't know how to tone it down and, and ground it for, you know, film. Yeah, but when he, like, I don't know what's worse. Like, when he's, like, doing that acting where it's, like, over the top, like you said, just because that's what he does, that's his character, uh, or when he tries to act smooth. Ooh, I want to... I care about you. He's like Captain C- Commander Douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> remarkable. Just like, who are you fooling? You are a tool and a half, and you don't deserve any of this. Go to hell. So this match, he fights uh, as a room of corporate network work execs led by a man named Brell. They watch it, and... Um, Included in these businessmen is a like a notable action superstar and uh, former cult cinema cavalcade uh, movie contributor of uh, Chill Factor, David Paymer. He's back, uh, and they're getting beat in ratings by wrestling. And the guy wants something like it on his network, like this. Uh, it's played by Kurt Fuller in what I think is an outstanding villain performance and maybe one of my favorite villain performances ever on Cults in the Cavalcade. I'm going to say this. Thanos, watch out. You've got some competition for best villain ever. Like this, I feel, guy, this guy is just fucking pure evil. Needlessly, right? Yes, and he is like just he goes big on every like uh, I feel like they brought him in the corner like Thomas J. Wright, the director's like uh, Kurt, yeah? Just let loose, man. Just, just yes. let loose. But I'm just, I'm just going over ratings numbers. Just go over ratings numbers, if you know what I mean. Go. He. <laughs> I love it. I love it's it. It's so Every... remarkable, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, it's so over the top. I would just like no one would work for him. Like, it's one thing to have a boss from hell, but this guy, like, this is abusive. Guy. He's emotionally abusive. <laughs> Boss. He, he tries he's, to have people. He's a net TV network guy <laughs> trying to have people killed. I'll tell you this. He would fit right in in RoboCop. He, right. Why wasn't he in a RoboCop movie? He's perfect. Oh. You can just look at him and be like, fuck you. Fuck you forever. You're the world's biggest monster. He talks about like firing the, the people. Um... And, you know, from the previous administration or whatever. And then there's the one woman that sticks around for more ideas and her idea sucks, whatever it is. And he says, but go take a lunch or something like that. Yes. Like, what is, who does that? Who fires people that way? No, no, no. Take a leak. That's what take it was. Take a leak. Take a leak. And then she immediately knows, like, well, I'm fired. Are you not allowed to urinate? Is that how bad the job is? Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, like, when you're no longer needed, you can go ahead and relieve yourself. Until then, you hold it in and work with me. What a terrible environment. 
Brel then has a board meeting uh, where they try to sell them him on something to compete with wrestling, but he wants Rip, and he wants him to break his contract to come over to him, and they tell him that Rip has his uh, bond, and he goes apeshit wanting him. Contracts are nothing but words. But, <clears throat> Mr. Brel, I'm told that Rip's word is his bond. Bond? Then we get him to break his bond. What's his price? That's what I want to know. What's his price? Listen, you wise guys, and every last one of you, spare me your mealy mouth with all due respect crap. What this network needs, this network gets. I promise you that. And uh, Brel then has Rip over to his office, and they try to buy him off, but Rip refuses. Brel uses his uh, catchphrase on him, jock ass, and uh, it goes apeshit, but then Rip takes the check that he offers him and shoves it down his mouth and takes off. His line. You're not going anywhere until you and I come to an agreement. Watch me. Are you trying to tell me my money's not good enough for you? I find that a little hard to swallow, you jockass! Oh my god. I won't be around when this check clears. My uh, god. <laughs> uh, Brel sends guys <laughs> after him. Uh, and his limo driver uh, locks him up in the limo to drive him around an abandoned where to an abandoned warehouse where guys are ready to fight him. Uh, but he explodes from the top of the limo and takes out these goons. And at the end, he grabs the limo driver who is pissed and shit himself. He goes. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> this is a serious action film, folks. <gasps> and, like, like that entire interaction is breathtaking. Like, yes. from from start to finish, Hulk is just raging. <laughs> he's he's growling. Yeah, he's just he's. <laughs> like a dog he's a dog man he should be like junkyard dog should have been cast in this role the way he's acting in this scene it's preposterous was he not was he was he not nailing it and the and the director's like roids please roids (laughs) terry does better with him his reaction dookie like like just all of it, the deli- both of their deliveries and the reactions uh-huh. to each other. Every, the Marx Brothers couldn't have delivered some comedic timing so perfectly. Right? No, it's and, like I said, this is amazing comedic and, timing. Like, and perform- this is like, yeah, and and this is the end cap after a ridiculous. I mean, I guess it's a, I mean, it's a kidnapping scene, right? And like he's. No, like he's in the back of this rip is in the back of the limo and he knows he's getting kidnapped because what mm-hmm. like steel plates go over the windows or something right and then he starts kicking like the side of he starts kicking the side of the door and then the driver starts jerking the car around there are no other cars interfering with him or anything so my only understanding is that rips kicks are so powerful <laughs> It somehow makes the car off balance, or I mean, it makes the driver swerve. I mean, I've never seen that before. And right? Then, yeah. And then the, the the filmmaker said, "No, wait, there's more." Yes. 
close enough. There are steel plates. There's a window. There's the roof of the limo. Hulk Hogan, a man, a human being. I don't know. Jumps through a window. I don't know, but like, there's like a cloud that comes with them of like an explosion. I'm like, did he set off a bomb in the back? And he like lifts off, like he jumps off the trampoline. It's not like like he like kicks or knocks the window open and he crawls out, which would have been super cool too. And I mean, it would have been like silly because it's like again like a steel plate or whatever. But he, he like. This, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, even if Captain America did it, you'd be like, all right, hang on. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Pump, and, and he fights everyone with wrestling moves. Like, like <laughs> there's no ring present, but you would think there was. With how these guys bounce off things and he clotheslines them. There's, and I'm sure there's power bombs. And, yeah, it's, oh, my God, it's ridiculous. And then it's, then the end cap is dookie. Just, Marvelous. oh, my God. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> You did it. You could but have put credits there, and I'd have been like drinking the Kool Aid. And what's so great <laughs> about all of this is all the all these terrible things happen. The police are never called. <laughs> There's no, no investigation. Nothing. Like like this happens, and then like literally, it's like, it cuts to the next scene, and he's in a meeting, right? Yeah, yeah, because Rip he meets a, his new account executive Sam, short for Samantha, and he can't help but like eyeballer as he, she holds the meeting about marketing his image and rip the character and after he talks of wanting to be known for his charity work she tells him that they'll go uh, talk about it over dinner at a fancy French restaurant and uh, while they're there she thinks she's taking him out of his element but turns out he's a regular there <laughs> and this is and this is scene is great because Hulk Hogan can't convincingly walk into a room and sit down as an actor <laughs> Like it's bad. Like he can't. You, someone's off screen that he's watching, going, "Okay, okay, stop," oh my and God. pull the chair. Sit. Like it. <laughs> Ex- extras are better at sitting than our lead character. <laughs> yeah. I was Remarkable. Like, wow. Like they're even like, I don't know. Give him fewer lines. Let's try that. And it's like, no, it, it it doesn't matter. Let's just go for it. It doesn't matter. Let's just make and our then- movie. And with Joan, like Joan Severance, uh, Sam in that uh, the office, the scene where she's oh and he's my just God. like, oh yeah, mm, yeah daddy he, go get some meat here. Yeah, like, it's sh- oh my God, yeah, it is absolutely disgusting. Just sleazes on her the whole time. He is dismisses dismissive of her and her time because he comes in late. Of course, if he were to explain that he just got done, well, you know, he was being beating kidnapped. up dudes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because that's not just a thing that happens on a Tuesday, all right? Uh, but he, he's so shitty to her, and then he's rewarded with a date. And somehow he's impressed, like, oh, I was really uh, negative to her for absolutely no reason, and she still is interested in talking to me. Like, what? Go to hell, uh, Rip. You don't deserve it. <laughs> so, Brell and his two associates, one of them being uh, action star David Paymer, uh, go to they go to some crazy ass bar that is, I'm to to give you an idea, very similar to the one from Never Too Young to Die. Uh, yes. Without less bikes, uh, but uh, they go Just there to watch constant violence happening 
everywhere at all times. Right, and they go there to watch some wrestling, and the people there think they've mistaken the place for the gay bar across the street because they're in suits, and everybody everybody in this place is picking their nose, hacking something up, like got a finger getting the ear waxed out of their ears, like, and they got a towel on them for some reason. They're just the most disgusting fucking people. They're like, hey, y'all, what's going on? Shitty boys going to the gay bar? Ask our state. What do you want, beer? And it's like... And it's disgusting inside and out. It's like if the garbage pile kids, like, grew up and then it's like, you know what? Let's have a bar where we fight all the time. Right. It's it's like the uh, Ethel and what's-his-name from Friday the 13th Part 5 theme bar <laughs> is what it is. Give me my stew! <laughs> Constant yelling. And constant conversations about food and, and how everyone else is spitting and and, like, people, and how everyone else is stupid, but not you. You're above. And Max. they never talk. They never just talk. They all shout when they speak. <laughs> yeah. And they also they have a midget. They have a midget in a cage on the ceiling that drinks beer, too. <laughs> yeah. No payoff there, by the way. That just happens. It's a real fish out of water experience there. The the executives go to the bathroom, and it is, like, of all the ridiculous things that we've talked about in this bar, this is the most ridiculous. There's a dog chained in there for some reason, mm-hmm. and then the super disgusting guy that we talked about earlier, just a huge load of chew in his mouth, goes up to these guys that go into the grossest bathroom that's ever been created in any... Like movie or television show ever like it's a trough that's overrunning with yellow st- like not even like orange stuff what happened yeah. in that bathroom nobody cleaned it like, it's the for, uh, highway for, 86 um <laughs> hardies so these guys go in and of course they criticize the whole time about how gross everyone is because how can you not and then Commander Gross with a huge chaw in his mouth comes up. He's like, oh, I hate you guys or whatever. He's clearly going to beat him up. But apparently these guys are still trying to pee. And he shoves this gross human being, puts his face right in both of their crotches, I'd like mm-hmm. to point out. And says, oh, yeah. Who do you call an idiot, you maggot? Certainly not you, sir. We meant the other idiot. Yeah. I mean, the gentleman. No, 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 don't, hey. please. Wow. What? What do we got here? A teeny wing. And here's another. It ain't even worth it. <laughs> and that's like it. It's just like, and then it laughs. Like, <laughs> and just like, like goes on. And like as a kid, it was like, oh my God, does that happen? <laughs> People just like shove their <laughs> face in your crotch. I'm just never going to a bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, terrible place. I, been, I cannot believe. Like, like the honestly, the only things about this movie I remember is like the appearance shortly of our next main character and the scene. Just the guy just yelling "Tane Wainers" right in these guys' faces from the the super serious action movie. That's what you get. <laughs> This thing makes over the top look like Citizen Kane. 
the, Brell then holds a press conference announcing the Battle of the Tough Guys, in which regular guys will have a chance in the ring at one hundred thousand tax-free dollars, and the winner will have to eliminate all the opponents. And it's being held at that crummy bar of all places. So uh, the night of the show, Brett announces it live as the tournament begins. And during all these hillbillies fighting, uh, Zeus makes his entrance and stops the entire place dead in its tracks. And he picks a he picks up a waitress by her head and drops her to the floor below. Assault, <laughs> fucking right. Assault after on TV <laughs> after causing property damage. Uh, so Brell says to let him fight and nobody can even tough him as he brutalizes multiple opponents at once. Uh, Rip and his family and friends watch this on TV. And all of a sudden we, uh, Rip has a trainer, uh, now that gives us the background on how he used to train Zeus and how dangerous he is. And Zeus just sort of screams at everyone there as he stands <laughs> victorious. Uh, Brell pro- proclaims him the champion and then Zeus grabs the mic and says his name. Zeus. <laughs> Like, the, <laughs> Tiny Lister rules. <laughs> like, he's giving one of the best comedic performances in the movie as well. Like, when he's just sitting there like Zeus, it's it's like a giant tiger got there and everybody's just like staring around like, don't don't fucking touch it. Just leave the cameras on it. Well, don't and, touch it. And his, oh my God, it's something out of a comic book. He has a Z yeah. shaved in the side of his head. Yes, he does. And I don't mean like he has his hair and then like, oh, they shaved out a Z. I mean the only part of his hair is a Z in his head. Yeah. And he has a, a eyebrow and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it all connects. It's one and, ha- long- and one cross eye. <laughs> it's remarkable. It is truly remarkable. Brell gets successful ratings for his program, but the uh, the feedback is negative. Brother doesn't care as long as people watched and they're in the headlines. And then Zeus fights this guy at a fire-slash-boiler-room fire factory, and he, he beats him, of course. Like, all right. And the guy was allowed to fight him with a hammer for some reason. <laughs> right. Also, uh, don't you care about selling tickets to these events, guys? <laughs> I mean, th- these are not arenas. Like, like... Like, You're going to, like, someone's work and fighting them. Right, and every once in a while I see, like, some people standing around, but it's, like, a collection of, you know, six people. Yeah. Like, are they there to watch, or, like, did they just, like, come there to pick up their cousin or something from work? And, like, oh, shit, there's a fight is broken out. What's happening? Where are these cameras? Like... Uh. Rip then goes on some trip with Sam where they have to fly away to do some fan work or something, and he takes her to a diner. And then some robbers come in, and Rip stops them uh, via uh, a combination of pie-throwing and punches. <laughs> and and have you ever noticed, like, Hulk Hogan gets, like, sweaty all the time in this. <laughs> See, and I was going to say that about Zeus. I don't think there's oh, yeah. ever a time where Zeus no. isn't pouring sweat. He is pouring sweat, yeah, he, it's his, yeah, yeah he but, has to. Yeah, I think the only times <clears throat> Hogan isn't sweating is when he's, like, at that restaurant and other douchebag things like that, where he's like, see, I'm cool, I'm dignified, yes. I'm layered. Go to hell, dude. Ah, then this turns into a romantic comedy here as uh, they go to the hotel and only one room's available and it's only got a queen bed, so the movie uh, delves into it where uh, the classic tropes are where she... Talks to herself about things in the bathroom while Rip separates the sides of the bed with a sheet. And then she uh, wakes in the middle of the night to his 
heavy breathing and shaky bed like she thinks he's masturbating, but he's he's just doing push-ups in his kind of thong thing, <laughs> and he uh, then hops into bed, and it breaks it, and she rolls onto him, but they, they have a fight, and he goes to sleep on the couch in the lobby. Save it, Rip. I'm not one of your ditzy groupies. <sighs> you don't need this. You build bigger walls than I ever could. Where are you going? There's a couch in the lobby that has a better sense of humor than you do. <laughs> Just dumb. <laughs> We're sharing a bed. We have to have sex, right? Or maybe just Rip thinks he's in the romantic comedy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But we find out that Sam has been in cahoots with Brell and now has the hots for Rip and he doesn't want to continue. And she gives Brell shit and he hits her. Like, this guy is like... <laughs> Sends people out on hits. He's just like desperately trying to just be as like, what other evil thing can I do? I know what to do. Hang on, and get you, over and here. It's like his two goons like just like turn the other way when he does it. Oh yeah. Like oh man, you guys are guilty by association. You, you mean the tiny wainers? Yeah, the tiny wainers. She escapes and confesses everything to Rip right away. They wind up having a laugh and then toss around the couch. As the TV turns right on to an interview with Zeus, who challenges Rip, and there's, we then go to some event with kids. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter because a helicopter, a helicopter lands, and Zeus, Brell, and two business goons get out and approach Rip. And after a stare down, Brell declares Zeus the undisputed champion of the world. Rip stays motionless as they fly away, and Hulk Hogan can't convincingly look at the helicopter going away, and then. Uh, later on, Rip's manager convinces him he did the right thing, but Rip isn't sure. And it, it, that when that scene ended, like I sat there for a second, I thought, "Wait, Hogan didn't see anything in that whole scene. He just stood there." <laughs> it's hilarious. Right. Oh, and I love that when uh, like Zeus sh- sh- rolls up, he his belt buckle. Oh, we got to talk about his belt buckle. Mm. It is huge. It's a giant. It's seat. a championship <laughs> belt buckle. His belt buckle is the size of a VHS tape. It's preposterous. Oh, God, yeah. it's like, And everywhere he goes, he just has it. <laughs> and like, I said, like, like you said, Zeus is like a comic book cartoon character. Yeah. That's... Yeah, because he does all these ridiculous things, and no one really acknowledges it, except for like, oh, he's scary because he's a big, strong guy. Like, no, that's just the surface. No, There's it's like... so many other things we're not talking about here with Zeus. It's like, you tell me something about Zeus... No, your answer is Zeus. <laughs> That's what we know about him. He says so little, and he's so much. You know so much more about him than Rip, <laughs> right? And you care more about Zeus than Rip, right? Uh, so Sam is then attacked by a goon in the parking garage. Uh, he goes, "Mr. Brell says it's party time." Which did he send someone to rape her? Like, That's I just- exactly what happened. Like, what the fuck, man? This Brell dude. Wow. <laughs> like, I haven't... I can't even... I've never even heard of something that evil. Like, like of course, you know, uh, we've, we're no stranger to, unfortunately, women, you know, you know, being in this situation. But I've never, uh, you know, on, on the show, it happens in several of the movies we watch, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. I, I don't re- recall ever, like, even hearing of someone hiring someone else to do that. That's... That's remarkable. That's, yeah. That's that's beyond premeditated. I don't know what the word is for that. Right. Well, luckily, 
Uh, Rip, this is PG-13, and Rip shows up on his chopper bike and chases the guy down, hitting him with the bike, and sends him flying into a tree. I know, like, it, it's almost like, like, and then it's played for comedy, like, no, 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 something very real just happened back there. Uh, and by the way, call the police! Call the police! Detain this guy! Does he own guy. the police? Does Brell own, like, do we not know that he owns the police or something? Because, like, why hasn't he been reported? Yeah, if that would have happened just once, any one of the times that something awful and clearly illegal happened, someone called the police on him, and the police were like, mm, "Mr. Burrell says we don't need to do, you know, do that or what." Any number of things they could have done to show that the cops were crooked. Like, we there's no justice for us. We got to take it right to Burrell. Mm-hmm. Totally cool, but they didn't at all. <laughs> This, so, this whole movie is just street justice for no reason. Rip's brother, Randy, he has a brother, Randy, who I got to mention is Mark Pellegrino, who a lot of people would probably know from uh, Dexter or Lost. Um, very notable, longtime character act- actor. Uh, well, it, wow. Mark Pellegrino here, this role is another comedic piece of genius. It takes a while to... to <laughs> to get there, but and I'll tell you what, the funny thing about Mark Pellegrino, like he's like a scary dude, or he's always oh, yeah, he plays scary. And, and he, uh, I had a roommate that he taught his acting class, like he was like the head guy there, like he would teach classes and he would like he was like intense, he would make people cry like daily at the acting class. And then I see this and I'm like, ah! uh, but anyways, <laughs> Mark Pellegrino, so he Mark Pellegrino goes to watch Zeus in a match. And after a scuffle uh, occurs, Rip's bro- uh, brother comes face-to-face face with Brell, who takes him before Zeus, and Randy tries to fight Zeus, and he's fucking easily whooped. Uh, Rip goes looking for Zeus in his gym, uh, which has a TV of... Br- this is another fucking thing! Of Brell just talking shit to Zeus in it. Yeah, r- remarkable. It- Rip said the worms are too aloof. You hear Zeus? Rip said the and it keeps saying that and saying that like it's just like layer and and there's also a room with mirrors and a projector that shows zeus a zeus hologram as a trap for rip that he's also programmed a video in case rip breaks in there and rip begins just destroying the place like how does the how does Rip know about this place, first of all? Second of all, how did Zeus, some stranger, get a gym so quickly? Second of all, and, and, and next, you know, it's like that whole gym. It's <laughs> it's like the Riddler set up a trap for Batman. That it is what is it is. <laughs> yes. Super exactly. ridiculous. Yeah. And, and then again, after Randy gets hospitalized... Why didn't anyone call the police? <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. That's like, so ridiculous. How is this man walking around free? Oh, he's got a match in a few days. Like, who cares? No holds barred. No police called. That's pretty much <laughs> what we got here. Exactly. The man has committed assault multiple times. Why is he not behind bars? I think he shouldn't have been let out of prison. Oh, I think God. the parole board made a real mistake with this dude. Yes. Or whatever. Oh, my God. So Rip visits his brother Randy in the hospital, 
as he opens his eyes and wakes, uh, Brel announces in a new studio uh, the the match of Rip versus Zeus, and then we see Zeus destroying concrete blocks and training as Randy goes through rehab. Like so, so Rip's training is his brother going through rehab, and Zeus is punching concrete blocks. Breathtaking. That's the only. Uh, the only word for this. Who trains by punching a concrete block? Who does that? Save something for the fight, man. What are you made of? No. He's, he is made of Zeus. <laughs> Do both of our main characters, like, were they hit with gamma radiation? Why are they so strong? They're still uh. people. Oh my god! Uh, the night of f- uh, the fight is upon us, and Rip says it doesn't feel right without Randy there. And then Randy shows up, like okay, and uh, <laughs> him yeah. and his him and his friend leave the elevator. But two guys kidnap Sa- Sam and hold her in Brell's office, and then Brell calls Rip to talk shit and tries to taunt him into throwing the match, like. Yeah, what? make the first ten minutes look good. Like, again, all this is happening. Like, what the? What, are you gonna Why? murder somebody? Like, what the? F- yeah, you're like, a TV. You're you're a rather high profile person yourself, Brel. Like, like, why are you doing more stuff? You're already getting what you want. Like, like, um, like you're already getting like the fight that that happened. So, why? Why? Like, people are watching. Who cares what the fight is? People are watching. That's what you yeah. wanted, you turd. Oh, God. So, like I said, he's just evil. He's just evil. He evil thinks, incarnate. He just thinks, hey, I haven't done something awful in about four seconds. I know what I'll do. We need to kidnap this woman that was a double agent for me. God. The match begins. It's a heated battle. Uh, Sam makes it for an escape during it. Through the battle, uh, Rip like kicks, kind of kicks Zeus's ass a bit as Brel screams and yells maniacally, and Randy is like pathetically crying for him. He's like, "Come on, Rip, try! Come on, Rip, hit him! Come on, get up, Rip!" He says, "Come on, Rip, try!" Like, what words of encouragement? What if that doesn't fuel your fight? I don't know what could. You know, it does feel rip is when Zeus kicks Randy out of his chair and then he starts throwing audience members around. Somebody call the cops. Uh, Also, why are you staying there? This man is incredibly violent. He has a clear history of assaulting people that didn't do anything to him. So uh, Zeus Oh my god. Uh so Rip winds up knocking Zeus down from above and land he lands and crushes the ring and he uh then uh Rip crashes through the window of the control room where Brell is and Brell says, Stay away, you jockass and then proceeds to fall into the control board and electrocutes himself and dies. So <laughs> as extreme as he was as a person, so was his ending in the film. Exactly, because I was like, they killed him. <laughs> like, you know, he does all this nasty shit, but I'm like, they killed him. Well, and also, like, it shows like, like Hogan's like, all right, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. Like, he breaks through a window. Is like, do should our hero be doing this? And like, oh no, our hero doesn't have to attack this man because he's dead. What? Right. <laughs> That's a positive thing, and it's so like, and there's just so much just ridiculous superhuman strength. 
in this. Like, because like, Zeus, he pulls the turnbuckle out of the ring with his hands. I've like, never seen that. How did, like, he not get, like, body slammed or, you know, punched? Sure. But, like, the electrocution is like, oh, he did it to himself. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he just... He was... There's, again, just a really sweaty person. And this sweaty person just happened to be by something that could conduct ele- conduct electricity, and he died. Yeah, I. That was yeah, and that was his end. Uh. Yeah, and, like, and then like, and then Rip just turns around, like, kind of shrugs his shoulders, like, cool, and like everyone just cheers. <laughs> um. So after this, uh, Rip picks his brother up from the ground as the crowd cheers, and then he gives his little Rip hand signal. Freeze frame, credits, and no holds barred as the credits roll. Like, could they have made that ending more perfect for what this movie is? No, like I said, this movie unintentionally nailed it. Like, everything. That freeze frame is perfect. Isn't it? (laughs) That stupid little hand signal that he does for the rip that doesn't mean anything because it's not like he uses that hand like it's in that like kind of hang 10 that's what he's giving is that what <laughs> that's oh, a, the hang 10 the, the thumb and the pinky is that why he's the ripper because he rips the waves is that maybe it? is that why he's white and blue did we just figure out part of this movie that never no one ever talks about oh wow yeah well that's it for tonight folks we figured out no holds barred character rip He's a blonde guy that probably lives in Florida. He'd He's probably surfing. sink if he stepped on a surfboard. <laughs> yes, he probably would. He's too much man. God, that No Holds Barred song is awful, right? That's yeah. just that's just like But it's perfect for this movie. I think like, of, if like if you were like trying to think of some like shitty rock song to tack on the end of the credits of it with that title. Like like we've had no shortage of shows that have songs like written for them with like, often with a title drop or whatever but i think i labor to think of one that is worse than this it is so bad it's like i don't know it, it's almost enjoyably bad because it's so terrible and it's almost like a, a group had like they were like well we got uh can you throw a song for the soundtrack here it's like well we got this one without a chorus we're trying to uh, we can if you can fit the title in it, yeah, that could be your course. Okay, sure. Like we want this, uh, we want this song to people that probably got their dick stuck in a Pabst can. Here's your song. Like if you were trying to like make a parody song of like a shitty '80s credit song that included the title in it, this, this, <laughs> like this, this. It's remarkable. It's so I just, bad. I just wish there was rip like doing like air guitar like over the credits they needed to make a music video they really did that's the only way it could be better just not even a guitar or or no him holding a guitar but air guitaring as he's holding the guitar he's not making contact with any of the strings or anything he's just yeah yeah i've got a guitar i'm awesome i want zeus playing the drums (laughs) he'd break his fists (laughs) he'd break through all of them he he he'd end up like going and like dist- like killing the guy at the soundboard. That's what he'd do. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but this is oh, this movie. Oh, it's brilliant. Like I like it <laughs> hits the, film. the spot every time. Like you know. It's, oh. 
Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the film we just watched. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which is the rating I predict neither of us pick. Converted, which means you're you're pretty good with wrestling, but you don't want to go against Zeus. Or drink of the Kool-Aid, you're all in. You're one of the tough guys that's going to challenge and do it. A complete jockass, so, as they say. So, Cullen, how do you rate no holds barred? Well, <clears throat> when it comes to NBH, I'd say that Whew, this this is near the perfect as a movie as we've ever had on the show. It is remarkable. It's just this guy that has no business being in front of a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, like, like you could like like watch some of his like later stuff, and it's like, hey, he's not great, but whatever. But like this, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, someone <laughs> thought this was a good idea. Whew, um. And he's the star of a major film. Ridiculous. This was released in theaters. Yeah. It was made for theaters. Oh, my God. But it's this guy at the height of his popularity, arguably at his height of his popularity. And um, they said, let's make a movie out of him. Vince McMahon said, hey, I've got a huge ego. Let's make this guy a star. A bigger star than he already is. He was in Rocky Three. Not good enough. He needs his own movie. Whew. Um... Yeah, from from start to finish, just a remarkable film. My jaw was open the entire time. Uh, if you want to know why, listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's all there. Um, I drink the Kool Aid one hundred percent on this thing. Uh, Brandon, how do you rate <laughs> this thing they call No Holds Barred? Well, it's obvious. It's Kool Aid. I mean, I've this movie's a blast. Every time I put it in, I'm just dying. We we talk sometimes about these movies. We're like, oh, this is really good. If you have this, I'm like, you need no, no booze needed, uh, no Mary J needed, no popping pills needed, no group needed, no not like just pop it in. It'll put a smile on your face. Like almost like if you're into bad movies and stuff, this one just plays itself. No riff necessary. It tell it, it you know the jokes write themselves. And it's 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 fascinating that this was not made as a comedy. <laughs> Fucking fascinating because they are amazing at it. And this you just won't you can't believe it. You laugh, you laugh so much, you cry. You just like when Cullen said, like, well, I'm like, fuck it, that's it. No holds barred because I feel like watching No Holds Barred because No Holds Barred <laughs> rules and. Hogan, you know, we, you know, Suburban Commando would come and uh, Mr. Nanny and the Thunder in Paradise, but this, holy, this will hold up better because, damn, watch it with people, watch it by yourself, just go back, no, it's on Hulu right now, right? It That's is. Where it's at. That's why I watched it. Subscribe to Hulu for No Holds Barred. <clears throat> and, it's, or, if, if, if you're so like, oh, I got, I'm so cheap, I can't do that, it's on Tubi, a free service. There you go. Tubi, I just got some commercials, but you might need a break to catch yourself with your laughter. Uh, it's everything. The full gamut. 360, everything you want in a bad movie's here. Um, it might just be a little bit more competently made, but, I mean, some of the action sequences are just fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but th- there's a scene at the end where Zeus and Hogan are fighting, and Hogan, like, is about to lift Zeus up or something like that, and <laughs> he makes this face. 
I don't know if you noticed it or not, but he makes this face where he's just like, I, I this, the most Hogan face of him being like surprised. It's like yeah. him like imitating buckwheat. That's oh, what yeah. he looks like, and he's like yes. lifting, and like the camera zooms in on his face as he's making the face. And he's trying to yes. zoom up, like I just, and it and it lasts for like a second and a half. Right, and my God, it is. Like, if that's not it's a brilliant. gif, if that's not a gif, why the hell is it a gif? It's remarkable. Right. You could make so many from this movie. I, I I need one of Hogan exploding from the top of the from the limo. <laughs> I need one from Zeus busting through a wall. Push-ups on the edge of the bed. Kurt Fuller being electrocuted. Yes, Kurt Fuller yelling "jock ass" with <laughs> someone putting the words "jock, jock ass." ass. Yep. Oh my god! And uh, <laughs> teeny weenies. Oh, is. <laughs> This movie's amazing. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. If you are curious that it could be one of those movies, trust. I guarantee you will find that it was one. It's one of these movies. I. Oh man, oh so, so brilliant. Like I'm happy we're here. Like this is a gift like, to be like able to talk of, about like, this movie. Like full disclosure, both of us were dead tired before we started talking about this movie. Now I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Got the wind in ya. But yes, no holes barred. We'll stop talking about it. You go see it, then listen to our episode again. I Yeah, this is one of the, I would say one of our top recommends of Call from the Cavalcade. <laughs> yes. Would you say that? Yes. No holes barred. Just go for it. Yes. I'm so broke. I need cash today, and the bank turned me down. This car is the only thing I own. Hulk Hogan! Listen up, brother. You're sitting on a pile of cash right here. Show him, Jimmy. Listen to the holster, brother, and pin down the cash you need today with an auto title loan from 1-800-LOAN-MART. That's 1-800-562-6627. baby! On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing... American Ninja 4, The Annihilation from 1991, featuring the return of Michael Dudikoff as the American Ninja. Uh, We're capping that one off a bit-ish, because there isn't isn't one more after that. We'll talk about it later on. But yeah, the Dudikoff is back. So Cullen will be like, yay? But... (laughs) Uh, you know, I, I I love my generic Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and you hated David Bradley, but now you get both. So uh, thank you all for listening. Again, thanks to PopCon, the people who hold that, uh, like and like people like Jamie Jackson who helps supply the equipment for that live podcast stage that's there that rocks every year. And of course, Brad Shoemaker for helping put the production together for our show. We were a little, it was a little more involved this year. Uh, thank you, Brad, for that, and uh, Carl Donger who throws PopCon, and thank you, the listeners, for continuing to support us, continuing to, uh, you know, either come see us in person, like our social media stuff, listen to our show, tell people about our show, just talk to us about our show, whatever. Awesome, thank you, and uh, we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to American Ninja Four: The Annihilation. The trailer.
that actually trails. We only have a few days before the media gets a hold of this. Then all hell will break loose. Michael Dudikoff. David Bradley. Together, for the first time, American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. When the enemy is ruthless. This is not a game. Those were ninja. Merciless. Cut the slime down like Doug, you understand? And holds the world hostage. It has enough power to blow New York off the face of the earth. It takes more than courage. I got a bad feeling about this, Sean. You need the power of an American ninja. If you can get us to the Dragon Fort, you may have a chance. Twice the speed. Twice the skill. Four times as deadly. Michael Dudikoff, David Bradley, American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.